Hello everyone, welcome to softcast.com. My name is Morten Seja and I'm here today with two very interesting uh, entrepreneurs uh, from Mexico, Adrian Lopez Velade and Marte Casares. Um, I will give you guys the floor right now to introduce yourself. Please go Thank ahead. you. Thank you so much. Well, I'm Marte Casares. I'm a co-founder of the Certo. This is Adrian Lopez Velarde, co-founder of the Certo. Perfect. Thanks so much. Well, maybe the Certo mm -hmm. is a company that does uh, leather made from cactuses, and I was uh, quite amazed by what you guys been doing. Could you tell me quickly how did you come about uh, producing this, mm -hmm. and what problem were you trying to solve mm -hmm. in the leather market? Yeah, sure. So we were. We both met each other in Taiwan years ago, and we were working in the fashion and, and the automotive industry. So we knew that the fashion and the automotive industry are one of the most important economic edges of the world. But those are also one of the main negative contributors to environmental and social impacts along its value chain. So we want to make a solution with a material that do not use any animal content and any toxic chemical content to offer a very, very high quality material to this industry that we love each other. Okay. Uh, that's, that's absolutely interesting. Um, so how, how did you find out though that cactuses work to be leather? This doesn't seem to be something that just comes to, to my mind. If I see a cactus, I'm just across the border, I'm in Texas, I have cactuses in my front yard. I wouldn't have thought about this being a leather alternative. How did you come about this? Right, well, at the beginning, we didn't know if it was possible or not. We just had the idea, and that's what we wanted to do. And um, well, uh, it was viable, as we are in Mexico. I mean, cactus is, is the most abundant plant over here. It grows without irrigation. Uh, it's native and typical of the region. Uh, it, it grows biomass in an incredibly quick rate. So um, amazing, right? But at the, at the point where we arrived to the laboratory and we brought the idea, then things got very complicated. We didn't know if it was going to be even possible. We did a lot of tests and at the beginning it didn't seem like it was going to work. Mm -hmm. So we spent uh, about one year and a half inside the laboratory working trial by trial to make sure to, I mean, to, to find the proper proteins in the, in the plant, the fibers, what's viable, what's not viable, what content, with, what, what works, what doesn't work. Um, I mean, it was, it was a very, very hard process. We had to rely in a team of experts in different areas like uh, biochemistry, chemistry, agriculture, mm -hmm. um, molecular bonding, etc., etc. So it, it, it was... Uh, uh, a very, very big challenge, but we, we were surrounded by a very, very professional team. So we, we eventually uh, started to make progress. So we, we saw like the light at the end of the tunnel and it was very inspiring for all of us. And ultimately, uh, last year in October, we were able to, to release the first version or the first generation of the certain materials to the market. Amazing. No, absolutely fantastic. Uh, I want to come back to the inspiration of using cactuses. I mean, that's just with all the faux levers before. And you, Marta, you've mentioned already too much plastic, too much waste. Um, how come you thought about using something that is natural as a material to, to solve this problem of, of too much waste? 
Well, cactus is a very important plant here in Mexico. So we use it for a lot of different applications. Mm -hmm. For example, it's used for the food industry, for make tortillas. It's also mm -hmm. used for make like the construction, concrete. It's also used for make paintings. It's also used for make, make like, yeah, makeup and cosmetics. So this protein is very, very good for the human skin. Mm -hmm. So we were wondering if this, if this cactus protein is, is as good for the human skin why do not convert it in its own skin? And mm. it's like we just start to research about the cactus mm. proteins and see uh -huh. how we can apply this protein. Mm. It's its own. So that's why we investigate. Mm. And as everyone said, mm. we, we were involved with uh, very, very mm. professional teams in the agricultural field to mm. see how we can achieve this, this material. Fantastic, fantastic. How does it compare to other leather alternatives, faux leather or pleather or whatever it was called in the 80s, where they made it everything obviously from plastic, but what are the other um, alternatives? I heard of mushroom leather as well. Uh, can you compare these? Like, is one living longer, biodegradable quicker? Um, do you have any intel on that? Right. So when we were both working in the automotive and in the fashion industry, we identified back uh, five years ago that there were alter alternatives out there, but they were at the laboratory level. They were not scalable at the, at the moment. They were not available in big quantities. They were very expensive and they hardly comply with the quality standards. Mm -hmm. So we knew from the inside of these industries that there was a genuine interest, but there wasn't a viable solution out there. Uh, it always ended up in small campaigns, uh, it was not viable for industrial uh, processes. So we, we wanted to change all that. We wanted to, to focus on building a material as sustainable as possible. We, we quit our jobs mm -hmm. to focus on building a solution that could be better than the alternatives out there at the moment being yeah. used in mass production. And to start from there mm -hmm. to to some, to, yeah. to, to be better. Okay. So, um, for example, uh, the first thing we did was to choose the plant. Which plant are we going to rely on mm -hmm. and uh, what's going to be the environmental impact mm -hmm. of it? So, the reason why mm -hmm. we chose cactus, besides it being a... Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Besides it having all these virtues that Marte was selling, yeah. saying, we also focus on, on, on farms that they were mm -hmm. already um, farming other mm -hmm. crops and that they had land without use, but that it was already deforested for, for cultivating purposes. Okay. So we went there, we certify them, we guide them, uh -huh. we set up technology transfer in place. And then we teach them how to add the highest value to the plant uh -huh. so they can benefit economically mm -hmm. and also innovation-wise. For instance, uh -huh. um, so we, let's say, uh, let's take the, the, mm -hmm. actual, the actual case of one of our suppliers of cactus. Mm -hmm. He was previously focusing only in the, in the food industry, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. cactus for him was... Mm, not the, the most interesting crop he had. Mm -hmm. he, he had to rely on others mm -hmm. because cactus in the, in the food market, prices mm -hmm. fluctuate too much. 
So it is not economically interesting for farmers to harvest it and sell it, yeah. right? So what we did there is that we set up technology, we, we, we align him to certification that we need to comply with, mm-hmm. and then we make sure that this cactus, which is native and typical of that region, mm-hmm. it's planted in an organic way, mm-hmm. There are no herbicides, no pesticides. There is no irrigation to it. So you are actually foresting land that was previously uh, abused by other agricultural practices. Yeah. Soil was damaged, cuts, uh, trees were cut. What we're doing is to reforest that land. And then we know that, uh, I mean, we don't have to cut the plant to, to get the harvest. We only cut the mature leaves. So the so roots on, of you don't you don't kill the plant. It's just we don't kill it. harvesting and it stays alive and will grow back. That's right. Yeah. So it's a perennial plantation. Mm-hmm. The plant through the years starts to enrich the microflora and the microfauna of the soil. Yeah. And it also blends with the flora and fauna of the of the of the biodiversity of the region. Mm-hmm. So rather than destroying or affecting in a negative way biodiversity we are actually enriching it. And then, so we work with nature instead of against it. And then when we take those, those, um, those, 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 those mature leaves that we need for our process, of course, we dry them under the sun, so we don't rely on ovens, which will normally work with gas, mm-hmm. so to further reduce the footprint of the raw material being cactus as much as possible. Now, When we, when we do that, with the technological processes that we have implemented in the farm of our supplier, we start to refine it and separate um, like uh, fibers, proteins, extracts. And that's where we start to select the, the, the feedstocks that are useful for our bioformulation. Okay. And the, but I am, I am talking about 50%. Mm-hmm. The other 50% is not viable for us. And that 50% is directed to the food industry. But instead of being directed in a, in a way of like, you cut the leaf, you chop it, and you mm-hmm. sell it by kilo in the mm-hmm. supermarket for pennies, yeah. now you have the highest value form of the cactus, which our, our partner uh, in, in the farm is, even, is able to export to Thailand, to Europe. It's, it's I mean... Now there are companies brewing beer with it. There yeah. are companies making dietary supplements. So now he's super happy because he has technology. He has found a new market for the cactus. He can now, uh, he's more interested in harvesting, in planting and harvesting cactus mm-hmm. because now uh, he can make uh, a good economic benefit out of it, yeah. which didn't exist before for him. So... In that, this is a very, um, a very symbolic case of how two different industries, being the food industry and our industry, which is the, the materials industry mm-hmm. uh, for the fashion and automotive, can, can uh, benefit each other from technology and yeah. innovation. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's, sorry for... for no, this is totally <laughs> to be honest with you, this is one of the most fascinating things I've heard in a long time. And I work <laughs> in uh, the innovation and technology space on my daytime job. And this is something that is, um, it's absolutely amazing. Right? It's an inclusive innovation, which uh, has such wonderful economies of scope. 
the potential of economies of scale. I mean, I don't want to oversell it, but this almost seems like a Henry Ford kind of moment for the uh, for the uh, <laughs> fabric industry, right? Like the mass production of fake leather uh, might be something uh, that the future will look like. I, I appreciate it. And, and, and so in terms of time, uh, we, we will wrap up at this point, but I would like to thank you both uh, from my heart. This was super interesting. Um, best of luck with Deserto. And uh, I hope we have you here on solvecast.com soon again. Perfect. Thank you so Thank much. You.